Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans with your hosts, Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with a new episode and a new week. We are about four weeks away from the draft. Very exciting. Um, before we get into our special guest, we got a special night for y'all. So this is going to be very, very good. Um, before we get into our special guest, what's going on with you, Kyle? How you feeling tonight? I said everything's good. You know, um, I would say I'm eager to talk football. You know, after um, having to talk about the Oscars for the past couple of days with all the craziness that was going on, <laughs> I'm, I'm eager to switch channels and um, talk some football today. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's that's just, that's all that's been talked about the last couple of days. And man, yeah, it's I think I think talking about football is better and getting our minds cleared cleared about that is always good. Um, but our, our first guest, uh, y'all, y'all know her from uh, Jets Guru. Um, she is the one that got Burials to resign with the Jets. Um, 78 days of straight Twitter. <laughs> um, not other than Krista. What's going on, Krista? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure being on this podcast and talking football with you guys. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure. You know, we had you on plenty of times and it's always a pleasure to have you on. So let's 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 start off with the uh, with the Barrios, the 78 straight days of um, <laughs> tweeting. Um, what made you wanted to do to do this journey? Because I feel like to have that much dedication, that's that's a real fan. So um, can you can you give us a, a take on on your journey doing that? Um, well, for me, I'm always the type of person to go after what they want. And for me, it was a no-brainer that the Jets needed to re-sign Braxton Barrios. He was a key part of our offense. He brought so much so much to our offense when Elijah Moore was down, Corey Davis was hurt, and he really stepped up. And to me, I felt like it was a little bit of an injustice that the Jets were not going to bring back Braxton Barrios after all that he did. And I just felt like the chemistry he developed with uh, Zach Wilson was amazing. He was also a contributor on special teams. And that was something, and I feel like special teams gets overlooked sometimes. And he brought that spark. He was able to provide so much of that spark by uh, bringing a punt return back, kick return back. And I felt like he was a key part in to have him back was amazing and what really inspired me to start this journey is actually I actually started this a while ago with Woody Johnson calling him my bestie as a joke (laughs) telling him man you need to go fire Adam Gaze like a best friend talk like this dude is not good for you and I started with the breakfast tweets like a few years ago talking (laughs) about breakfast and then when uh that when Adam Gaze was finally fired, not taking any credit for that, it's just something that I started as an idea. Next year, I started something totally different. I tweeted at Woody Johnson about uh trying to get to Sean Watson, and that mm. became a thing. The following year, that <laughs> failed. I felt I fell flat in my face. I know a lot of people think I'm new to doing this, but I'm actually not. It's just something I like to do during the off season because I kind of get a little bit bored when. You know, in between football, there's like nothing much really going on. There's that empty space after the Jets are unfortunately not in the playoffs. There's a lot, lot of free time. So I needed to fill that void in. 
And then I had the ideas like, okay, let me try tweeting to get Braxton Barrios back because I really want him back. And I started out being very direct, saying, day one of me trying to get the Jets to re-sign Braxton Barrios. Mind you, I actually so I actually tweeted the wrong way of saying resign. But after like day 14, I finally got a dictionary and finally started tweeting resign right because the Jets were joking. The, 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 I guess the social media intern was joking, saying that we have no control over uh, your signing or who you want. And I felt like I took that as a sign. Like, okay, the Jets are reading my tweets, or at least someone's reading my tweets on that side. So I kept this going on, talking about breakfast, talking about vegan waffles talking about taylor ham as a joke and uh i never really thought much anything was gonna happen i didn't think braxton barrios was even gonna acknowledge me to be really honest with you i just thought of it it was a quick joke to get jet twitter together and to have a good laugh about this because i was very dedicated to get it back and then when then once he finally signed, I got all these notifications. I'm like, oh, wow, awesome. And then when I saw that Braxton Barrios himself gave me a tweet, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, wait, he acknowledged me? Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, and then after <laughs> that, it just came so fast. And then the following day, I got a DM from the New York Jets telling me, hey, he's actually going to be in the building between two and three. Are you available for a FaceTime? And I actually had to read the phone twice because I was at work. And I'm like, wait, what? Am I reading this right? Is this a dream? I had to double check. And then... (laughs) Oh, man. It's very special, Krista. I'm about to say, for you to actually do that and um, not knowing that that was going to happen, because I think when you did do this uh, day 78 when I was on Twitter, um, you said this was your last day. You was hoping that he signed. And I think a few minutes to an hour later, Twitter just went off and said Braxton Berrio signed. And then he just shouted you out. And I was like, wow, that that is really amazing. Um, I mean, it, it's a kudos to you, Krista. I, I think I think, you know, a lot of us just fans is actually actually really saw what, you know, what happens when when the actual fan gets to talk talk you know talk to the players and not just the players but also gms or the owner whoever it is and just seeing that that dream come true you know it just it just makes it seem so obvious and real that anything is possible um so we 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 thank you for for making that happen because we actually i actually thought burials wasn't going to resign back to be honest with you but uh, apparently he wanted he wanted to be a jet which is very rare in that occasion exactly <laughs> but, yeah but yeah it's just yeah you you deserve all the kudos for that crystal oh thank you appreciate that it was a win in my book the fact that we were able to get him back on the jets i didn't want to see him on the bills the dolphins the patriots that's Agreed. my biggest concern mm. i think it's just a big win for all the Jets nation and I was glad that everyone was there to uh, celebrate it with me the whole journey was amazing from the start to the end I wouldn't trade it for the world I agree with you um Kyle go ahead yeah I was gonna say um uh with you know with the the newfound uh fame and understanding of the type of fan you are for not only the Jets but for Barrios um I would say is there a um 
Is there a fan club possibly in the works? You know, uh, a Braxton Barrios fan club that you can know that you can be president of. <laughs> you know, I I would love to have a president be a president of that, but there's too many, there's too much controversy. I know I see a little, I see your, I see comments, I see your tweets thinking I'm coming after Sophia. No, no, she doesn't. I have nothing on her. I think the president, the president of the of the Braxton Berrios club goes respectively to his beautiful girlfriend, and I'm just happy that um, we're able to keep the beautiful couple here in New York. I, I agree with you. So, um, I just want to get your quick take of uh, what did you think about the Jets' uh, season, Justin? Just in general, I know that there was some some injuries. It was. It was it was kind of a, a messed up season. We didn't get to see a lot of players healthy. And um, do you do you think that there's something to look forward to just just by um, looking at the season and why? I definitely do. I think the last few games you saw Zach Wilson's potential, which uh, it's I feel like he's only going to get better. I think he really developed, especially during the Buccaneers game. I think that really showed showed a lot of moxie, a lot of confidence, and a lot of potential that he has with this team. And I just, I'm honestly really looking forward to seeing a healthy Carl Lawson back. I think having him healthy is going to be key to our defense because we really need that pass rusher, especially with how tough the AFC is. It's crazy of how competitive, how many good quarterbacks are now in the NFC. You need that pass rusher more than ever. And I'm just excited to have a healthy Carl Lawson back. And I, I like what the Jets did this offseason. They really improved the tight end group. I really like Conklin. I really like um, the guy that we got from the Bengals. I'm very scared to say his last name because I am going to butcher it so bad. Uzuma, please don't roast me. I am very bad at pronouncing last names, I think. The Jets did a very good job of improving the tight end group, which I know it's not that hard, but I'm glad to see that the Jets did improve the tight end group. We could hopefully see a two tight end sets now in our offense, and I'm help, I'm looking forward to seeing Elijah Moore because that's I like a lot. I'm a big Elijah Moore fan. I liked him since the draft, and I think he could do so much for this offense. And I love the Jordan Whitehead signing. I think the fact that I didn't even know he was a free agent, to be honest. But when the Jets signed him, I thought that was huge because he's a guy that can play free safety, strong safety. And I think he's going to fit very, very well with the Robert Salas defense. And just the overall potential of this team, I think the, those last few games really showed you what this Jets team can be. I know that injuries, unfortunately, took a turn. But now that we have everyone healthy, I think uh, – the Jets have a bright future. I know it's not going to be easy. The Bills got better. Dolphins got better. The Patriots are still the Patriots, but I'm very excited to see what the Jets can do this season. Go right ahead, Kyle. Nice. Um, I would say so far um, of all of the, um, I guess the acquisitions that we've, um, we've picked up, I would say, what would you say was the, the biggest standout in terms of who we picked up um, this offseason? I think for me, I, that's tough. I'd probably say Jordan Whitehead, honestly. I think 
he, I think after losing Marcus May and our safeties, Yes, I know it sounds strange to say because at one point we did draft uh, Jamal Adams and Marcus May the same year, and you would have thought that that would be your cornerstone at safety. But um, I think having Jordan Whitehead and the guy that can play strong safety, free safety, and just be a um, a potential chess piece in Robert Sala's defense moving forward, I think that's going to be uh, really great, especially since right now with the uncertainty of what we have at defensive line in terms of a pass rush, I think that was the biggest, I think that was the biggest acquisition that we made so far in free agency. Yeah, no, and I agree with you on that one. Um, speaking of that, um, the draft, uh, ooh, it's, it's very, it's very tough on the draft because Remind you, um, JD was close to getting um, Tariq Hill for chump change. Um, yeah. In my opinion, it's chump change because it's two second round picks and a third per se or a fourth round. It's like really chump change to keep two first rounders. But um, do you do you, like in your opinion, who you think who would you like to see um, JD draft at four and ten and why? I think for me, it's not going to happen. And I completely understand for me, I'm a bit, I'm kind of biased. I really love Sauce Gardner. Like, I honestly yes. think he's the best <laughs> player. I honestly think he's the best player in the draft. Like, that's how much I love Sauce Gardner. And I know a lot of people will say, well, he played in Cincinnati. He didn't play those competitive teams. But if you watch Sauce Gardner and you watch the way he plays, this man can, this man is hard, could cover anybody, especially if you turn on the tape in Alabama. He was on toe-and-toe with uh, their best wide receiver. He never let out a touchdown. He's ultra competitive. He's kind of like, he's very langy. And he's the type of guy that you want on your team. And I think if I was Joe Douglas, I would take him out four. And I, I could hear Jet fans now saying, well, he got Bryce Hall. We drafted all these young cornerbacks. We just paid DJ Reed. I completely understand where the, where um, everyone's coming from in terms of that. But I just think Sauce Gardner is that good. I think he would make the cornerback room so much better. I just think he's – I'm just – that's just my guy. And for number 10, I think for me, I'd, I'd either A, I would go pass rusher depending who's there or B, I would try to trade down and get more picks and see if a team like a Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe the Saints, a team would want to come up for a quarterback and mm. see if we can get a wide receiver. I would go for a number one wide receiver, whether that's Garrett Wilson. I would, I would probably take a chance at Jameson Wilson. Uh, Jameson, yeah, Jameson Wilson because um, – William, sorry – Got William, I got uh, I got Williams in my brain. Yeah, I would take a chance at the Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams because he's that good, and I know that um, he unfortunately tore his ACL, but he's just a special wide receiver. He's very fast. He fits what the Jets are looking for. He can catch the football very well. He can stretch the field. He would be such a great weapon on offense, especially since. You could kind of tell that the Jets want speed at wide receiver. I think he would bring it all. He would really, really help step up this offense. He would be the number one guy, and 
it would just really complete the wide receiving room, in my opinion. But I expect Joe Douglas to uh, go pass rusher at number four, which I completely understand because we do need a pass rusher, especially with how scary the AFC is really getting, especially with the with all the acquisitions that the AFC East made with getting all these weapons, getting all these wide receivers. I think getting a, I think it's crucial now than ever to uh, draft a pass rusher high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, yeah, uh, I think you spoke Kyle's language when you say trade, trade down because Kyle really wants him to trade down on that 10th pick, right? Yeah, that, that was definitely something um, uh, I was looking at. Um, I would say, speaking of, I guess, trades, um, there's been, you know, a couple of rumors going around about the potential of them trading, you know, a pick for one of the big dog uh, wide receivers that are in their, you know, last uh, year of their contract, you know, the A.J. Browns and the, the G.J. Metcalfs. And um, let's say the other one, I think it was Debo Samuels, you know, um, I would say of those three guys, does any one of those guys that you think would be worthy of either or possibly the 10th the overall? I think for me, I love Debo Samuel. He's honestly my favorite wide receiver in the draft. I, for me, if Debo Samuel was available today, I would come out of Twitter retirement just to tweet this man every single day just to get him back <laughs> on the Jets. That that man, just, he's he just changed the offense. Like He just created a whole new position in the NFL. It's actually quite amazing what he can do for an offense. He could play wide receiver. He could play running back. He could just do so much. And if, and if we got him, I would be, I would gladly give the, the 49ers the 10th overall pick. I will send them. I will send them. I don't know. I will send them all the breakfast that they want just to get Debo Samuel here. I, I love, I would love to have Debo Samuel, but in general, I think the Jets would be pretty lucky to have either him, DK Metcalf, or AJ Brown. I think given the tenth overall pick is a no-brainer to get either one of those guys because those are really special talents. And I don't see anyone in the draft that um, that are as that could be potentially as great as they can be. I think they could be very, very good wide receivers, but I'm not quite sure if um, I. I'm not saying they can't be great, but I think to, to uh, for the Jets to uh, not even to consider um, giving the tenth overall pick to get either one of those wide receivers would be crazy because I think either one of those guys could really help develop Zach Wilson, and we really need that number one wide receiver, and either one of those guys would be that guy for Zach Wilson. Yeah, um, and I agree with that because. I I think more realistically, I think it would be AJ Brown, if anything, because of um, him playing with Elijah Moore in college. And, you know, the fact the fact of the matter is AJ is still young and just to have a even if it's him or Debo or McCaff to have a young number one wide receiver, I think will be perfect for this team, just in my opinion. You know, and it'll give us something to so us fans something to cheer about when we go to the games, the, you know, in the season, you know. So I think I think that I think that would be wonderful if that was to happen. But the, the draft is four weeks away and 
yeah, anything is possible to happen. So I'm, I won't, I'm not going to say no or never. So yeah. Um, my final question to you, Krista is, um, are you going to training, training camp? And hopefully, hopefully you do. So you can actually meet Barry so he can give you like a signed Jersey or something. <laughs> Absolutely. I will be there at Jets training camp whenever there's, whenever there's a training camp or any kind of event that I could be there to count me in. I'll be there supporting our Jets. I'll definitely be there. I'm hoping that um, if I do go to training camp, I will somehow be able to meet him. Yeah, that that would be wonderful. Um, and you can you could basically tweet tweet all all of us Jets fans <laughs> that it finally happened. <laughs> yeah. you know, that that would be so cool. Um, you have any more questions, Kyle? No, that's okay. Good. Uh, thank you so much for uh joining us, Krista. I know that. I, what was it? The Titans game. We went to the Titans game, right, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. When we went to the Titans game, I know I had uh. I had sent you a message like, yeah, we should meet up at halftime and it didn't happen. Hopefully we can finally meet up this season coming up, but hopefully we can also have you on uh training camp, training camp time or after the, or after the draft per se. That would be awesome. Anytime you talk about Jets football, I'm down. Uh, and we're down as well. Um, let the people know your Twitter and where they can uh, follow you. Thank you so much for having me on today. Please feel free to um, follow me on Twitter. My Twitter account is that's so Krista underscore. You can find me tweeting about her jets, tweeting about breakfast food. I promise I'm not that bad of a follow of a follow. I might get kind of <laughs> annoying on mornings, but I promise you I will give you a laugh if I am annoying you. Yeah, man, that's about it. Thank you so much, Krista. Um, and we'll be right back um, in about 15 to 20 seconds. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the episode um, again. Wanted to uh, shout out Krista for, for joining us and just giving us her uh, take on what's going on. Like I said, the 78 days of uh, Barrio's tweets actually a little crazy, you know, <laughs> so that's just fans. But, you know, shout out to her and um, hopefully we hear from her very soon. Um, but now we had the appetizing. We had the little drink. Now we get the, the main dish. Um, we, of course, we got another guest with us. Um, very popular uh almost 30,000 subscribers on youtube uh wrote the, the 5,000 on twitter um basically all of his takes is mostly his own um kind of kind of one of my favorites right now uh you know so welcome uh ian from just central how you feeling man i'm good i'm good thanks so much for having me uh, we we, yeah, we love to have we love to have you thank you for joining us um now we, let's let's get straight to the point um what you what you think about the Jets offseason so far as as in particular to the signings and um not just that, uh how you felt about Joe Douglas almost getting Tariq Hill for for almost uh for, for literally just chump change. <laughs> I know, man. It, it just, I remember seeing that news when it first broke and like everything happened within like the first 15 minutes, like, you know, news broke. Oh, uh, Tyreek Hill could, 
you know, potentially be moved. The Chiefs are letting him seek a trade. And then like five, 10 minutes later, it's like the Jet, uh, the Jets and the Dolphins are in like, you know, uh, heated discussions for trading for Hill. I'm like, holy crap, like this is crazy. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I think Joe Douglas has done a really good job. Uh, he's filling needs. He's not, you know, handing out these absolutely, you know, these, these uh, atrocities for contracts, kind of like Jacksonville a little bit. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to do what you got to do to add talent. But, you know, I am happy that the Jets aren't mortgaging the future. We're not handing out these hundred, you know, $120 million contracts or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of these guys are going to come in and be not only just good system fits, but uh, good culture fits as well. Uh, my only gripe so far is that I wished we did something more at wide receiver. Maybe something's, you know, coming in the future, like a DK Metcalf or something, or, you know, we're going to take one at spot number 10. But, you know, I, I think with all of the guys that were that, you know, that were out there, I really wish we pulled the trigger on at least one of them. You know, even even if it was a DJ Chark, Allen Robinson trading for Amari Cooper, landing Tyreek Hill. Uh, I mean, obviously the Calvin Ridley thing fell through, but yeah, I wish we just added that one more extra wide receiver, but outside of that, I'm really liking what we're doing. Yeah. um, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one because I feel like even though the draft is four weeks away, I, I, we, we have saw some crazy things in the draft and just, just from my, just from me saying that, you know, we can see the Jets maybe trade back number 10, um maybe to get some more picks or we can actually see maybe a wide receiver will come up just because of their rookie contracts like uh Debo Samuels, AJ Brown, and just like you said, DK uh Metcalf as well. So I, I agree with you on that one. Um go right ahead, Kyle. Um I would say um with um the drafts coming up, um are there any particular wide receivers that um that stick out to you in terms of um what uh Joe Douglas might decide to um take in uh, round one. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I think he does a lot of really, really good things. I mean, he could hurt you on the outside or on the inside. He could hurt you down the field or, or you know, or in the short passing game. Route running is there. Really good hands. Um, I, I do feel like he would come in and fit the system. I know he's not the biggest guy, but he definitely plays bigger than – uh, his size, right, just over six, uh, just, just over six feet tall. Um, so he's a guy that I personally would look at at spot number ten, depending on what happens at four. Uh, but I mean, the the good news for the Jets and you know wide receiver needy teams in the in this upcoming class, you know, there's a lot of guys that can come in and, and uh, produce year one, like London from USC, David Bell from Purdue, Alave from Ohio, like the Traylon Burks. Like the list is huge, right, for the wide receivers, and that's what's really exciting. Um, yeah, I know, I know, Kyle, you got like uh two of your picks for day two um that you wanted to mention. Yeah, I would say um based on uh, I guess what you've um for any research you've done or highlights of you might have looked at, I would say what's your there's two guys that like I particularly like. Like I said, day two guys, um one um being um the um Christensen from um from North Dakota State and um, the other guy, can remember, I think it's from um, the receiver from Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. So Christian Watson and uh, Pierce. Yeah, I like both of those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, well, well, just just from that take, um, I think I think what, what you had said in your video, I think it was yesterday or the other day was that um, that that the biggest key takeaway was basically 
that um, from Joe Douglas and Salah's press conference was that they might be uh, drafting the edge at four. Um, just, just in your opinion, just in your, just in your opinion, um, what, what makes you think that they might go with, with the draft at four? Because I know that you said Tibbs might be. It's possible from Bucky Brooks that Tibbs might be going to the Texans, which I think, which I definitely agree with you on. Um, just, you know, just in your opinion, um, what makes you think the Jets go before? And if they don't get an edge at four, what, what do you think the next option would be? Yeah, so I think really it's a really good question. But I think the reason why the Jets go edge at four is because you can't find T.J. Watts and Miles Garrett's uh, Von Miller's all over the place. It, it's just not, you know, these guys just don't really hit free agency like that. I mean, Von Miller obviously did this past uh, offseason, same with Chandler Jones, but they've been in the league for years and years and years. They've already cashed in with their mega deals before. They're, they're, they're on the, the decline, you know, still really good players. But the point is, you know, you think of like the really good pass rushers in the league today, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, again, TJ Watt, uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, you know, it, it's these guys are taken at the top of the draft. You look at free agency, there's just hardly anybody out there, even like depth pieces like Derek Barnett. He just got picked up by Philly or uh, got re-signed by Philly. So it's like because this position is so important and we can't really get it anywhere else unless the Jets, you know, absolutely love a guy at pick number 10, like Johnson from Florida state, or they love somebody in round two, or they spark up a trade with somebody who I think is unlike, or, you know, which I think is unlikely at this point. Um, I, I think there's really, that's the, at spot number four, that's the best bet to land one of these high upside types of players. Right. I agree with you on that one. Go right ahead, Kyle. Um, I would say with some of the, I guess, some of the needs um, that's, you know, been talked about in terms of Jets, you know, one being uh, the edge and um, one being wide receiver, you know, just to build up those two rooms. Um, I know me personally, I believe that uh, a one to me more of an important issue right now to me is linebacker, because at, at this point in time, you know, we uh we only have really like two solid linebackers in our you know in our room right now and you know with two um you know two guys that are we're hoping that can turn into something in terms of Nazladeen and um Sherwood so um is there any of the uh linebackers in this draft that you think that uh should be um targets for 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 JD I would say maybe in the middle rounds um because I, I, I look at the linebacker unit right now for the Jets and or, or really the scheme for the Jets, you know, we're going to have our four down linemen. And then, of course, we're going to have a couple linebackers out there. But like in, in this day and age with all the throwing, all the slot wide receiver production, you know, all of the mobile quarterbacks, there is a lot of um, or mobile quarterbacks in reference to, you know, extending plays and firing and having seven, eight seconds to hold on to the football for guys to get open. You kind of want that speed on defense. So there is a lot of nickel looks. Um, so I, I feel good, obviously, with CJ Mosley and Quincy uh, Williams. I, I think in order to address linebacker early in the draft, uh, early in the draft, you have to be blown away by somebody. I mean, I like Devin Lloyd uh, from Utah, uh, Utah a lot, and you know, uh, rightfully so. I mean, everybody loves Lloyd, but I think it's not. Yes, he would come in and be an upgrade, but I just don't feel like. But I, I feel like offensive line, 
edge wide receiver. You just mentioned uh, those positions, free safety. These positions have major question marks where linebacker it's like, I feel pretty good about it, but I, you know, maybe I'm not blown away, but it's definitely good enough. So that's kind of where I stand. Yeah. Um, just, just, just my, uh, my thing is, is the old, the old line. So, uh, with Beckman coming back, which I which I don't like the fact that he's not going to be in the OTAs due to the um, him recovering from injury and um, fan and you know that we got our our uh, signing with Thomason and um, and Vera Tucker's moving the right guard uh, that leaves the question that Montgomery, uh, do you think that JD should maybe draft the center? Um, the reason why I asked that is because I know this is, I think this is his last, is it his last year or, or do we got two years left? I'm not too sure, but I think, I think that maybe we need to, you know, start, start thinking around the box on, on that situation, because there's some games you get, you know, the good Montgomery and then there's some, some days you get the bad Montgomery. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And plus, like, he's a – I mean, he's a pretty big cap hit for the season as well. I think at 10.3, if the Jets were to part ways with them, they would save, I think, $9 million against the cap. So it could help there. But, um, I mean, I love Tyler Linderbaum. I, I think it would be in consideration if the Jets move back from spot number 10. Uh, you know, they trade – you know, somebody comes up for a quarterback, whether it's the – whoever it may be, the Saints, the Steelers, whoever falls in love with one of these guys, if you can find a trade partner, slide back in the first round, maybe bottom of the first, acquire some future picks, and then all of a sudden you, you might be sitting there mid-20s, late-20s, and Linderbaum is sitting right there for you. So I definitely feel like it's in consideration, uh, but there might be kind of like linebacker. I feel like I'm content with it. I'm, I'm not like totally in love with the position or in love with McGovern, but right. uh, I think he's good enough, at least for next season. I, I understand 100%. Go right ahead, Kyle. Um, I would say skipping on to the, the, I guess the other side of the line. Um, so I know, the, the emphasis has been on edge. Um, but I, I definitely think that um, with, who, with, with some of the people that we have now, like we have a decent depth um, in terms of the interior line. Um, but one thing, like one person I would like to see the, um, the Jets draft if possible is um, uh, Jordan Davis um, from Georgia. And the reason why I say that is because if you put him next to, um, you know, Quinn Williams, that leaves you, like, leave defenses, I mean, offensive lines to decide, um, to me, like, who are you going to double team with having a guy that's 6'6", 240, and runs a, a four, I think he ran a four eight forty, you know, in a combine. Um, what would your take be on that if JD did decide to go interior instead of maybe possibly going edge? Yeah, I mean, interior is definitely another position of need, especially because uh, we lost Fossey. Um, I, I think for me, I would I would really look at Perion Winfrey in round two. You know, you use those first round picks on guys that you know 100% are going to come in and, and do great things. And then in round two, you can tar- – I mean, first and foremost, like we have Sheldon Rankins on the roster, and he's not like horrible – um, but yeah, whether you want, whether G, uh, Douglas likes uh, Davis, like he said, whether he likes Winfrey or somebody else, um, I, I think interior defensive line is definitely something to look at as well. Yeah. And just, you know, just, just my opinion. I, I think, I think maybe, I think 
what 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 would you like to see from the Jets offense this year? Because I know that Zach Wilson was was on a was on a you know was on the right path of you know the no turnovers, the playing the boring game. Um, because you know he likes to take his gambles, and that's that's what I, I I learned from him, you know, coming out of BYU. And um, I, I still love the kid, but you know, um, what what you expect from this offense coming into the season? Because I think they on the I think they on the right path. They might be a wide receiver away, but just just to, just in your own opinion, what what you, what would you like to expect from this offense? Yeah, I mean, it's so tough to kind of say just because we don't we don't know what's going to happen with the draft. And, you know, like you talked about before, like if the Jets were to land an A.J. Brown uh, or a Metcalf or somebody like that, like obviously uh, it changes a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think right now what I'm looking for is just improvement. You know, I don't want to see the the team just be so hot and cold. Like, you know, for the first half of football, we're horrible. And then we bounce back in the second or vice versa. So I'm really hoping for some consistency. Uh, balls being uh, put in play, not like hitting the turf, guys being overthrown, underthrown, dropping passes, just consistency all across the board. Yeah, yeah, just you know, just my take. I'm I'm tired of looking at the um the the bad first halves and then the fourth quarters, and you know, then all of a sudden making comebacks. So hopefully that that'll change. But I I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. What's, uh, so yeah, it's on you, Kyle. Um, I said, mentioning uh, some things I said, we mentioned earlier about, um, you know, like the offensive line move of um, Vera Tucker, you know, over to the right side. Um, I would say, what would you think um, that signifies? Do you know, do you, do you think that puts um, possibly one of the offensive line guys in play in the, in the first round? Or you just think that that move was purely to say, okay, we we feel more comfortable with um, Vera Tucker on the right side. I think it was them kind of realizing, you know, Lakin Tomlinson has been a beast for San Francisco at left guard specifically, and they don't want to mess with that. You know, it, it's a, it's the same system, right? Like as far as like blocking scheme and everything like that. So it's like, let's not uh, try to fix something that isn't broken. Let's just take Lakin Tomlinson. We're paying him a ton of money, play him where he's comfortable. AVT is a young guy. Maybe he is, you know, a better right guard than left guard. Um, and, you know, hopefully he can continue to grow as a player, uh, therefore get better. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and just and just the final question, uh, just the final question for me. Um, what was the call? Oh, my God. I don't forgot the question. Uh, you got any more <laughs> questions, Kyle? Because I don't forgot the question. I had the question in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's, that's about it for me. Cool. Uh, sounds good yes so sorry about my my final question hopefully next time i'll i'll have that question in mind but um can you uh can you tell the people where they can follow you at yeah well thanks again guys i uh, i appreciate you guys having me on and uh yeah i run a youtube channel called jet central pretty much cover all things new york jets yeah thank thank you so much for joining us um and that's it for the episode uh make sure to follow us on twitter at just fans podcast and um of course we got the jets group on facebook uh ny just fans uh close to 500 members um myself or kyle will welcome y'all with open arms so until next time you take a flight